This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. This episode of the History of Bad Ideas is sponsored by the Cincinnati Comic Expo. If you missed the Cincinnati Comic Expo in 2016, it will be returning to the Duke Energy Center in Cincinnati, Ohio in 2017, September 22nd through the 24th. Want to know what you missed out on? Go to the Cincinnati Comic Expo Facebook page, and they have all their panels with Stan Lee, John Barrowman, and many, many others. Also want to know what else you're missing out on? Check out History of Bad Ideas podcast number 143 as we have sit-down interviews with several of the guests at the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Again, September 22nd through the 24th of 2017. Get your tickets at the beginning of the year. Episode number 156, the Floppy Awards. The 2016 Floppies. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. I'm Blake. And with us, a round table of judges. We got the Dip Man. What up? The Dip Man! 98.7 in the morning. We moved from 94.1. We got number one fan, Doug, a.k.a. A-Pants. And before we get started here... Uh Last minute bribery. Here yes. it comes. For the floppies. For the floppies. I don't want it for me. I've, I've won floppies. I want it for Gotham. I'll okay. give your vote here. So here's a Beatles Hot Wheels car. Oh, sweet. And then and then a Shazam comic for Blake. Shazam! <laughs> he um, lives in a van down by the river. And it drives kids around in an RV. What's up with Because Jeff is such a big Disney fan. Peter Panzerfaust. About, I actually heard good things about that. And it's autographed by Heather Breckel. And, and I got you a bookmark, too. Ooh, so that's, that's wow. And then, and then for Jason, uh-huh. WWF Superstars. Ooh, Ooh, I don't have this one. Uh, should we look on the cover of this? Because it has some classic wrestlers. Who's still alive? I, I did not do that. Piper's dead. Uh, Hogan's career is dead. Warrior's dead. Oh. Jake the Snake's, Jake the Snake's almost dead. One of the Legion of Doom is dead. Vader's <laughs> dying. Roddy Roddy? Yeah, he's dead. Okay. Well, this is great, but it's episode two, and I haven't read episode one. Doesn't matter. It's like At the fan- beginning, there's a backstory. Tell <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, it catches me up with previously everything. Previously on Peter, yeah, yeah. fans of house. <laughs> it's in the prelogue. We also have Scab Jeff still here. He's not passed out. That Scab Jeff never going to win a fro- floppy. Nope. Especially when you call them froppies. A froppy. And Dr. Bednar. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> okay, so this is our annual year-end awards. They're Yay. very prestigious. We get bribes throughout the year. 
Why? I don't know, but we do. And we appreciate that. Uh, and we can be bribed, like the Golden Globes. So, let's do some listener feedback first, and then we'll get into the Floppy Awards. <laughs> All right, so uh, for listener feedback, we actually start off with El Heno. I Heno! I Co-Canadian of the Year last year. Co- yes, he was Co-Canadian of the Year. Checked the ratings, and Gotham is beating Supergirl, Flash, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yada, 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 floppy times three, hashtag Gotham rules. He does Gotham lights with Steph, and he would like to ha- put in his vote to get Gotham another floppy. He wants a three-peat for the Best Geek floppies. TV show of three years in a row is what he wants. It's one of the last two years. Yeah, I'm not one. sure that any of those three shows that he listed is better than Gotham. We're going to talk about that when we get there to the floppy. But I think what he's saying is it's probably the best uh, rated. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the ratings don't affect the outcome of the floppies. As, as much as actually watching the series? <laughs> as much as bribes? Bribes are much better. There you go. Uh, like but, a signed autograph picture of Remy LaCroix. That's right. Or if a bribes autograph picture of the Penguin came in. I'd rather have the Remy LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- what's next? Uh, next, we got uh, Cotton with a K. Cotton at B. Cottoned. Mm-hmm. Says, uh, expecting Hobie to play all 20-plus minutes of Graphic Novice's submission on December 27th's Floppy Award, Good Shit Miyoki. We will play, because uh, we have a lot of yes. guests. Uh, we have guest uh, presenters giving out awards, including Graphic Novice. Uh, we have like six or seven, and the reason is because we just don't want to do that much of no, a show. No, no, the reason is oh, the mean... floppies reach out to everyone, and we want to include as many people as possible, including some international brethren. Yes, yes. That or, makes it better or, than the Golden Globes, which is just a small group. It is. It's it significantly is. better than the Grammys. Yeah, so <laughs> I'd like to take a moment and say thank you to everybody <laughs> that's been listening. better than the Grammys. And submitting all their uh, floppy awards and all that. It's really great to know that uh, we got a lot of people that really care and uh, give us warm fuzzies inside. It does. It does. Makes our pants feel funny. Warm fuzzies are going to the exteriors now. <laughs> uh, we will skip the news. We don't even care about that. We're going straight to the floppy awards because we got a couple new categories that we'll add on at the end. But let's start the floppy awards off correctly. We are doing the worst new show on TV. Uh, the nominees are Kevin Can Wait, Man with a Plan, Bull, Second Chance, or Fuller House. Ooh. That's some uh, rough that's movies. Really Hold tough. It, it, it's really it's, it's bad. So everybody gets a vote. That's on the show this week. Yeah. So, past, past so you winners. sitting here at the table. Past winners. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. So you sitting here at the table have an impact on the floppies. And since we got a lot of floppies, make your your arguments quick. Are we and like super delegates? Or? We are super delegates. <laughs> well, but it doesn't matter then because you guys are regular delegates. End up choosing Jason, anyway. Blake, and myself are the super devils. That is true. And these are not hacked by Russia. <laughs> and, and keep in mind, there's a lot of Pez lying around here that you can pick up and eat whenever you want. Yes. Hmm. Okay, here we go. Uh, the past winners, 2015 was Heartbreaker, which was changed to Heartbeat. And 2014 was a tie, Bad Judge and Utopia, the reality show. It was so bad, they had tried to change the name to make it better. (laughs) That's part of the reason it won the floppy. Uh, I kind of like Bad Judge. 
Stop it. Anyways, <laughs> so your vote doesn't count. <laughs> Dipman, you go first. Which is the worst new show? I don't care if you've seen them or not. You get to pick. What's your? Or if you really want to throw out a curveball from last. Yeah, field. you can throw out one out. I'll just say Fuller House. There's no reason that should have ever came back. Okay. Wrong. Doug, man, eight fans. Not man hands. I'm with Fuller House because it's. You have to have a show that people remember it. Okay. That bad. Uh, Blake, super delegate. Your vote counts for two. Uh, in a, uh, not really. <laughs> a rare, rare solidarity, act of solidarity, other than the fact that Jason sucks all the time, I will go with his Kevin can wait. Thank you. Thank you, Blake. You still suck. You know what? Ampat <laughs> was not that bad. Oh, <laughs> you guys need a hug. I think they're sleeping together. That's why you got the vote. Yeah. Uh, Scam Jeff, what's your pick? I have seen all of these shows, and <laughs> by far, Fuller House is the worst. Okay. Uh, Dr. Bednar. I've seen none of these shows, but uh-huh. Kevin James somehow got his producer fired or something mm-hmm. from that yes. show. This, uh, and as bad as that show is, I think that takes the cake. Okay. Uh, Jeff. I've seen some of these shows, and I can't imagine anything is worse than what Kevin Can Wait is. Oh. And you know what? You know what my <laughs> vote super, is. Super going. Yeah, we it's all know that we're voting for Bull, so it's, it's, it's a tie. It's a tie. It's a tie. <laughs> you know what? I've never seen Kevin Can Wait, but I'm going to vote for it. Fuck you, oh, Kevin James. Man. Four to three. Oh. Kevin Can Wait wins a floppy. That's got to be like another. So, so Scam Jeff, I got to ask, how does it feel knowing that Kevin Can Wait's won a floppy and you haven't? <laughs> is this not as bad as when 3-6 Mafia won an Oscar before Martin Scorsese I, well, I wasn't even nominated for this no. <laughs> you're not a worst new show yeah. damn it now let's do best geek TV show of 2016 this is picked by fans and Hobie we so, let the fans have a vote we threw out polls Yep. we had four, uh, four, round, four votes for the first round four different uh, sections and the nominees, the fans' nominees, finally got down to the four that they liked the best. These nominees are for the fans: Supergirl, Agents of Shield, The Walking Dead, and Lucifer. And the fans voted uh, out of these four that they picked. Last place was Lucifer at six percent. Twelve percent was Marvel Agents of Shield. Twenty-one percent was second place, and sixty-one percent was first. And it came down to Supergirl and Walking Dead, and The Walking Dead took the first place vote. So the Fans Hobie Award, that's like the People's Choice Award, yes. went to The Walking Dead. Now, now we got the big thing here. Jeff, you're going to start us off. I'll start what us off. What is the Hobie floppy of the year for the best geek TV show? I have to say, I put off watching it for a long mm-hmm. time. But when you binge watch Gotham this year, you gotta go Gotham. Okay, Gotham gets a vote. Uh, Dr. Bednar. I thought you said you don't binge watch. No, I, I hate it when they release them all at once. Uh, he binge eats, but not binge watch. <laughs> uh, what's your vote, Dr. Well, Bednar? you know, it's hard to beat Gotham. Okay. I'm okay. gonna go Gotham here. Okay. Do- I, I did not like God, I did not uh-huh. love Gotham this this mm-hmm. year. I, I, one of my, and all the Batman video games, uh, Mad Hatter is one of my favorite mm-hmm. bad guys, but Gotham did not do him justice this so year. So which one are you going with? 
I'm going with Daredevil. I think Daredevil okay. was fantastic. I think Daredevil... Oh, if we were picking best fight scene, I would agree with you. I, I think that the season itself was great. I think Daredevil that... Daredevil got slow, man. Uh, I, don't like the, I didn't like the mystic down. stuff. Hey, was, Electra, is Punisher going to come back to save the day? Is he going to come back? Oh, he did come back to save the day! <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, I'm not done watching. Blake, <laughs> what do you have as your pick? How many months I ago am going it? to... Where make, you going? I am going to make a pick. Okay. And I just want, want you, everybody to know that uh, I am not influenced by bribes or Russians or any of that thing. But I would have to say, <laughs> Gotham is probably is my number one pick. You sure it's not Daredevil? <laughs> the dollar comes out. It's only one dollar. Remy LaCroix yeah. is a lifetime yeah. of love. <laughs> Doug, we know what your pick is. You know, the best scenery, good acting, you know, you're doing whatever you can to put it down. Mm -hmm. But but unlike Bernie Sanders, we're not going to fall <laughs> to your... Down the hall. Gotham. It's Gotham. Okay. Okay. Emo Bruce Wayne. Mr. Dipman. So the thing about being a, the best geek TV show is no. that, you know, it doesn't have to be this season, right? And similar to Jeff, I finally picked up the show, and, you know... Well, it should be best TV show of yeah, 2016. Yeah, it's pretty much of the year. But go ahead. What's your pick? <laughs> well, it should be, but if I'm just watching the first season, okay, it go makes ahead. that much better, and I have to go with Gotham, I guess. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well... Your vote's irrelevant, My superdelegate vote of 20... Uh, I am Russia now. What are you, California? Maybe. Uh, I'm going with Legends of Tomorrow. It's been a great season of Legends of Tomorrow. I loved it a lot. Right? Yeah, I loved the Legends of Tomorrow. It started it's, it's off okay. good. It's not Gotham good, but it's, it's good. It's, I want to call it great. So 2016 Geek TV show. Doug, go ahead. What does it go to? It goes to Gotham. Woo! Coming. All right, we lost Dev. E emo Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Dev will never listen <laughs> to the show again. It was basically a pick between Heno and Dev. It's you know who you guys love more. <laughs> and to quote Dev, <sighs> well, you know what? There's his first correction in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the big one. But I, I've got a beef with this qualifying round shit, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. Who picked the shows to go up against each other? Because I'm a little upset that yeah, Preacher Preacher had to get, you know, by Walking Dead. And he has to get by everything. It doesn't matter if it's but in the Walking first Dead, round or the last out, of, round. out of that, out of They're that all round on AMC. The Dead. They're all on AMC. He grouped similar things I mean, together. I mean, I would say Walking Dead is definitely number two hmm. out of all this kind of stuff. If, you picked yeah, if Game of Thrones had been on the list, that would have been my number one. Yeah, well, this is pretty much comic book uh, yeah, inspired. But no, Preacher it's was comic awesome. book TV it's show. I don't know why he changed the title. I thought it used to be superhero. But yeah. he's like, uh, how can we be Gotham out? Oh, we'll put in uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, that'll work. It was comic book is what it was supposed right. to be. Yeah. And Anyways, God. moving on. No, I'm good. Like, what were going to say? The problem I have with the fans voting Walking Dead is apparently it's the worst season of Walking Dead that they've had. It's better than Gotham, though. Even the worst season of Walking Dead is better than most oh. of the shows. I do say Preacher. I it got Gotham's acting in the jokes. In the adult, it, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think overall the writing's pretty good and it's pretty mm -hmm. funny. And mm -hmm. I like how uh, Jim Gordon eventually starts going into rhyming to mm -hmm. get the Mad Hatter to answer his questions. 
Because, uh, you know, Matt Hammer, yeah. Yeah. Matt, you know, yeah. he's been he's speaking in rhymes yeah. the whole time. And, uh, it's awesome. I just love the fact that somehow they keep finding people to be part of the police force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As long as that continues to happen, it's going to get my number you know one why? vote. Because there are some dedicated motherfuckers in Gotham who just want to come into the police force eventually, and randomly be murdered. Eventually, it's going to get down to Porkins is going to be your go- <laughs> is your cop. <laughs> you know, and, and, and ultimately, I, I was thinking about this. I was like, you know, this is really stupid Gotham storyline. Jim Gordon keeps finding himself in the most stupid, horrible situations, blah, blah, blah. And I started thinking about it. It's like, oh, wait a minute. That's what they do to superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jim Gordon is the superhero of Gotham, basically. Right. Yeah. And that he keeps finding himself in these situations where he's the victim and he's got to get out. I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? That's right. Because he's the superhero of this but show. But he also puts himself in those situations it, by that, his that actions. too. So. so, yeah. Does that what makes you change your vote, Jason? No. No. <laughs> But let's talk about the real reason Gotham's number one, and that is Naughty, Naughty Barbara, Barbara Keen. Yeah. yeah. You, you like her better than the, the prostitute yes. from Firefly? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's the same. <laughs> oh, okay. As Lee Tompkins, you mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought, and Nora, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The character she's playing in Gotham. Uh, well, from in that show, yes. Naughty Barbara King. Naughty Barbara King. Okay. Prostitute from Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> In another show, it's still the prostitute still from Firefly. Still going through Naughty Barbara Still going Naughty Barbara King. companion, not prostitute. That's right. Best female performance in a uh, TV show. <laughs> Naughty Barbara King. <laughs> really doing the women's movement well here. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to the first. Uh, we have three. Wait, well, wait a minute. We give a lot of attention to Chris Pratt's abs. Mm, we do. Chris Pratt's yeah. abs. Oh, wait a minute. Let's take a moment. Ah, uh, Chris Pratt. Well, let's right. get to the... We have three big awards this year. We have the Idahoanian of the year. There's no I. What? Yeah, yeah. Idahoan. That was from Spellcheck. Idahoan. Idahoan. Who's the hoe? Idahoan. Okay, Idaho. so Spellcheck is right, so your pronunciation is wrong. Yes. Well, gee, that's the first. Are they Idahoans or Idahoanians? We also have a Briton of the year. And a Canadian of the year, which is the biggest prize of the year. I've never been to Idaho, so I think I should be... You uh, do not win this one. I, I should be uh, nominated. I've never been to Idaho. You got 0% of the vote. Okay, we put this to the fans, and the fans picked the Idaho of the year. Idahoan of the year. There's no second I. We had nothing to do with this. The nominees are... The Green Up Podcast. The number two Oregon podcast out there next to us. Uh, They're neighbors of Idaho, eh? VF from Graphic Novice. Uh, Tony from Salty Language. And Imran from Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, this is goes to the person that does the, or podcast that does the best representation of what uh, it is to be from Idaho and live in Idaho, uh, the rural cu- uh, culture. So they represent Idaho the best. But they really don't have to be from Idaho. Oh, God, no. 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 Who would <laughs> be from Idaho? If you're from Idaho, you're probably banned from being nominated. <laughs> or if you're really from Idaho, you get the Canadian of the year. That's true. <laughs> Co-Canadian. Uh, last place with 15% of the vote, VF Aww. from Graphic Novel. Sorry, VF. I tried to vote for I you, except for I you. didn't. 19%? Imran from Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, Love you, Imran. Sorry, even, Imran. He even listens to us, so we can't argue. Uh, so- Sockboy doesn't know. <laughs> and first place, it came down between Green Up and Tony from Salty Language. It was a 35% to 31% of the vote. Don't blame us. 
Blame the fans. <laughs> and here we go. The Idahoan of the year. Idahoan. Idahoan. Who's the Hoan? Idahoan. The Green Up Podcast with 35%. Yay. Well, they can't win Oregon of the year because they know they're coming first. So well, let's do that. Tony was close well, to 31%. Tony, Tony was, was close. Tight run race. It was tight run. So, so, you know, Coach Beegs. that one. Coach Beegs uh, to uh, uh, Tech Time Teddy. Mm-hmm. And, Clint. And Clint. Can't, can't forget about Clint. And apparently, VF is joining after the death of Graphic Novice. Well, if they would want the show to get worse, I guess. Oh. oh. No, VF, not Nickel. Oh, okay. Good call. Good call. <laughs> I got a hat. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations. If you guys would like to send in a... You know, speech, acceptance speech, we might play. Anyways. Well, we'll consider it. Yes. Uh, so then we got the first of our guest uh, pre- uh, presenters, Snake Oil. They have the best independent comic book title of 2016. Hello, loyal Hobie listeners. It's the <sighs> Psy Guy, Big Dev here, from Snake Oil Comics, Snake Oil Horror, and Shot of History to present the 2016 Floppy Award winning Best Independent Comic. Now, if you've listened to Snake Oil Comics at all this year, you'll know that I've predominantly stopped buying floppy copies. So to actually pinpoint the best in independent comics, I actually had to rely somewhat heavily on the proprietor of Koi's Comics, also known as the colon of comics in Saginaw, Michigan, to actually give me a good idea of what books that came out this year that I should be reading. And right off the bat, I ruled out anything by SourcePoint Press because, as we all know, it's all objectively bad. So, let's get into the nominations, shall we? The first book that... I am nominating for the best independent comic is Seven to Eternity by Rick Remender and Jerome Opeña from Image Comics. Uh, this book is a sci-fi fantasy book. Uh, art is gorgeous. Colors are gorgeous. Uh, it does tend to be a little bit wordy. It's uh, a nice, thick, heavy comic. Um, it's already three to four issues in this year. Um, basically it is a comic about the battle between humans and supernatural, maybe not supernatural, but, uh, goblins and magic wielding creatures and, and what have you on a distant planet. And, uh, uh, it's it's a great read. Uh, I've read all three issues since Steve convinced me to buy it, and uh, that's why it's making the list. The next book on the best independent comic nomination list is The Black Monday Murders by Jonathan Hickman and Tom Coker. It is also from Image Comics. And it is uh, another wonderfully illustrated book. Um, The basic gist of the book is capitalism is almost a religion to be worshipped. 
it starts with the uh, stock exchange crash in 1929. Uh, a group of people have basically worshipped the capitalist gods, got raised all this money, and then caused the market to crash because they were too aggressive with their worshipping. Um, very, very beautiful artwork. Again, this one is pretty, pretty thick for a comic. It has, uh, 51 pages in total. It actually was thick enough that they put a table of contents in the front. Um, again, great book, uh, came out in August of 20 of this year. Uh, great read. Definitely go pick it up, regardless of whether it gets the uh, the win this year or not. The next book is called The Discipline from Peter Milligan, Leonardo Fernandez, Chris Peter, and Simon Boland. This book is also from Image Comics. Um, this book basically is about uh, an ancient sect called the discipline oddly enough they uh recruit people um to fight their war against uh what can only be described as satyrs uh the reason this one honestly made it is because the uh tits per page count exquisitely high uh, and it is also truly a great read. Um, the art is maybe a, a little different, uh, a little odd for some people. Um, the guy that does the artwork, um, while maybe not quite my taste, it, uh, it did, did pull me in, um, Definitely another book worthwhile picking up. The fourth book nominated is called Reborn. It is by Mark Millar, Greg Capullo, Jonathan Glampion. Glapion, maybe? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, and FCO Plasenia. Um... This book, also by Image, there seems to be a, a theme here, um, is uh, about the uh, what happens after we die. Um, basically, you come back as either a fighter for the army of good or a fighter for the army of darkness. There is no God. There is no devil. How you lived on Earth determines what you become in the afterlife, and you basically get to live one more, one more time, but just on a separate plane of Earth. Uh, if you're familiar with uh, Capullo's work on Batman, uh, again, he is he just kills it with this art. Um, it's a, also a great read. Uh, Millar can be hit or miss from some, from time to time. Um, 
and it'll be interesting to see how this ends because uh, if you're familiar with old Gray Sorbic from Snake Oil Comics, uh, he seems to think that Millar can't finish a book book for shit so it'll be interesting to see if this one actually wraps up nice and tidy the last nomination on the greatest independent comics of 2016 is a book called Hadrian's Wall by Kyle Higgins and Alec Siegel um, and art by Rod Rice uh, this book is about a uh, exploratory space freighter that goes planet to planet and searches for new minerals and whatnot for use on Earth. Um, there is a murder. Uh, the gentleman that gets murdered is actually the friend of the friend slash enemy slash wife stealing pig of the um, main protagonist uh, he gets called up the main protagonist gets called up to investigate the murder the ex-wife is on the ship uh, shenanigans ensue it's great um, if you're the creative team on this was also on uh, the book cowl um, so if you're familiar with the artwork from there, uh, it's very, uh, very tight, very, but loose at the same time. Colors are, um, very gray, kind of almost, uh, antiseptic in some, in some cases. Uh, but again, it, it very well fits the book. Um, no complaints. Uh, this book also happens, even though a source point press title did not make the list. Uh, this book is important because the graphic designer for this book is old, uh, rich bloom, Dickie bloom from source point press. He actually did all the graphic design work on Hadrian's wall and, I can't say that it makes the book better, but uh, it definitely caused me to buy this book without really even thinking twice. So, to recap, our nominees are Hadrian's Wall, Reborn, The Discipline, The Black Monday Murders, and Seven to Eternity. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. The... 2016 floppy award-winning best independent comic that I have read since Brigger told me that I was presenting this award. And the winner is The Black Monday Murders. It is a great book. Um, I can't say enough about it. Uh, if you kind of are into conspiracy theories about, you know, there's heavy players in the background, you know, manipulating the, the financial markets, um, this really plays into it, but then it has this weird, um, 
tie in with like it's almost a religious sort of thing um you know on the back of the the very first issue it says all hail god mammon um it's just uh it's just a a fantastic read uh i can't i can't say enough about it the colors while muted in a lot of in a lot of panels it really fits the book uh you get this sneaking suspicion about exactly you know what kind of people the main antagonists are um it's just just a great great read i would definitely suggest going and picking this book up um and for snake oil comics shot of history and snake oil horror uh that's it thanks uh, again to brigger blake and jeff for allowing me to present this award um and forcing me to read a bunch of comics that i probably wouldn't have read if they hadn't told me that i was presenting hopefully the rest of the presentations go well and i win an award this year after sending all that pez until next time i'm big dev the sci guy take it easy all right dev we'll see if you actually if your pez actually pulls off miracles okay uh, what's next next jason uh, we got best mainstream comic book of 2016 presented by graphic novice uh, they're not recording a show so might as well record a segment there you go and thanks guys so off to you vf and nickel Okay, all right, now, what is this? Top five comic books of 2016 Hobie Floppy Awards? We're at the floppies. We're at the yeah. floppies here. Hi. Wait, you look, you look all Take serious, but uh, is this your first year as a floppy nominee? Uh, You're up for a floppy this year. This is big. I, I think this, this is, is more of the sympathy um award. Oh, please. This is like, uh, what's his butt who'd got that award for the reverend? Uh revenant leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> this is my sympathy, sympathy leo award that's what this i don't is. know it's sympathy it was actually i don't know why i'm even saying award i just nominee so I, I might even not even get it that's 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 what they do they they like to pull you in with some false uh, hope i'm not falling for it like you are i'm not sending like i'm not sending um you know little little gifts things to sort of nudge i gotta butter up the voting committee (laughs) i don't know if you know this about me bf but i haven't won a lot of awards in my life so when there's a chance when there's a bleak glimmer of hope i have to grab it by the short and curlies your uh, third nomination is this what this third nomination for uh floppy of the year uh one one time sole winner last year a dual winner right right and it was uh, they split the award in half it's right. it a little bit heartbreaking yeah i got i got but a good chuckle out of that i'm I looking to i'm looking to make a comeback and reclaim I'm, my I'm, prize i'm i'm prepared to laugh my ass off once again at you not winning after you yeah, said some probably like close to a hundred dollars worth of something because i'm sure that's what something we don't need to talk price <laughs> so no need 
no need no need to bring up how much money i spent on my bribery right right so i am vf and yeah. you are craig Nickel. Craig, Nickel. Julius, we are the Graphic Podcast. We're, we're all experts on comics here. Big time. That's all we're good at. That's what we are. So we're... we're um, Who are you wearing tonight, BF? I'm, I'm, I'm wearing Old Navy today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. So it's a nice, uh, sleek... They, um, they decked khaki, you out for the khaki, big event, did they? Khaki shorts. Yes, they yeah. did, you know. They came Navy by the old shack. T-shirt. They were said, "This is going to be perfect for you. It's going to accentuate your love handles." <laughs> when you're on the red carpet, what we need you to do is make sure they always photograph you from the left. <laughs> That's this particular old navy suit's best side. I don't know what the hell I'm wearing. I think it's like Costco, some Costco cargo pants. Tangent here. We're we're giving awards. We're we're not like the three six five guys that spend twenty thirty minutes. Oh, I thought we had a thirty minute slot here. I thought we were trying to fill thirty minutes of, of air. No, <laughs> you we're just, think, you think we're just going to present and get out of here? We're going to present and we're going to get out of here. Always you, about efficiency. Mm-hmm. Top yeah. five. Top five. Bug. Comics. Top five the, comics. Stage vu. I feel like I've uh, been up here giving awards away already. Uh, I'm, Have you? I'm, I'm, I might be giving away, helping giving away video game awards. Who knows? You're uh, you're a big part of the floppies this year, buddy. I, I, Nicely I, done. I Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's gonna be. A, what What are we doing if you win uh, Idahoian of the year? Where are we going? Mean? Where's the after party? The after party. Well, you have to take out your friends and family if you're a winner. You do. Go out, celebrate, party. Oh. Get into the sauce, if you will. You have any plans? I'll take care of it for you. We'll, we'll think of something cool okay. here. Okay, top five. Com- we, did, we did this last year, right? I We probably did. I, probably I can't remember. Did. Well, we I did we exactly. Did. I, I hope remember. I wonder if we'll give out the award. We'll never I'm, know because we I'm don't sure even Jeff remember will, giving it up. Jeff will look back for us and check so that he can let uh, his audience know. Because, you know, Hobie's all about doing research and doing work for their podcast. I'm sure at this point yeah. right now they will look back. And figure out to let their audience know what was the winner of 2015 for the Hobie Award. Get on that, guys. Just uh, the other night, Jason Brigger was researching Hairspray Live. That was uh, that was good. Good research. Valuable research, I'm sure. Yeah. Hairspray Live. You know, like the live action play thing on TV. Right. Yeah, those Martin are, Short. I remember the movie. It had a... Uh, yeah, I didn't... I didn't see the movie either. Wasn't both John watch Travolta? Was he? Wasn't he? Didn't he? Uh, he was in Dragon, that wasn't he? No, oh, I don't know. Was that? Was it that one? No. Or am I thinking of the? <laughs> this is My the best awards presentation ever. Right now. Top five comics right of 2016. Now. A brain fog. It's a brain cloud. I have a brain cloud right oh, now. Oh, that sounds serious. It's I not hope catchy. they. I hope they grant your one wish of being Idahoian of the year before before you perish. Before I do something like throw myself into a volcano. Who knows? Yeah. But let's get on here. Let's, let's get on this, this top let's do it. comics. All right. Comics. Great. That's what we're about. Okay. That's what we're about. All right. Number five on our list is from DC Comics Batgirl, written by Batgirl. Hope Larson and art by Raphael Albuquerque. 
Well, it switched partway through the year when they went through their rebirth over at the DC Comics. Oh, I thought that they... So it was Babs. They didn't keep the team exactly together, no. Uh. But they did keep sort of the theme and feel of the book, and it's been solid. I wouldn't put this as, like, a huge recommender. Like, you've got to go out and pull this book off the shelf. But depending on what you're into... It was consistently solid and a fun book to read. Mm-hmm. Not as um, disappointing as uh, some of the other. No, and that was kind of the theme of 2016. You can make it on this list if you're just not disappointing. Right. That's a theme yeah. for this year. It's just... It was a weird year. Eh, very weird. Like we had Rebirth. We had the Rebirth event, which the one book, right, was really good. And it got us all jacked up for this DC rebirth. Yeah. Then it, and then we got jacked down pretty quick on the on the DC rebirth. Pretty then we had um, Marvel Secret Wars. Yeah. Were either of us optimistic about that? I was pretty freaking not cool with it to start with. Ah, you, I was, I was you like it? it? I was digging it. I was, digging ho- it? I was hopeful for the the what they were gonna do afterwards, but then it all just. Ugh, it went to yeah. shit from the very beginning. It went to shit. It was and then eight months cried. later, and then just, yeah, it didn't. That it was didn't, uh, I didn't, that ruined it for me right there. It was like and over what's half going on. Well, you'll up. find out. This is eight months later, guys. Yeah, eight months later, but exactly all the same shits going on. Right. Yeah. 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 That was Secret Wars, and then what else happened big in 2016 at Marvel? Well, we're in the middle of it right now. The um. Who's I'm gonna call it? Civil War. Oh, that. Civil yes. War Two. Civil War Two. Sure, sure. It's kind of the big three company-wide things that happened, right? Like yeah. that encompassed right. all the yeah. books. Those big, companies. Big event stuff. Yeah. I don't know if we're missing anything. There was some like Justice League stuff, some X Men stuff, some Avengers stuff, but those were the big company-wide things. And I would say O for three. Myself, personally. Civil War had some redeeming quality. They all had some redeeming qualities. But if you had to look at the entire bibliography of books that encompass these events, none of them are anything to get too excited about. Yeah, not really. Disappointing. Disappointing. The theme of 2016. Okay, so number five was Batgirl. From yes. DC Comics. Uh, since we're already discussing Marvel, we'll go ahead and mention the two on our list that stood out. Marvel. On Marvel books, which was Vision. Not disappointing. By, the Vision. Written by Tom King, an artist. Uh, the main artist on the book was Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. Yep. Solid stuff right there. Everybody Good loves book. it. I've noticed that that book has been on list for top comics for this year on Plenty of sites so far. It's super good. Mm-hmm. I would have no good. problem naming that as the, like the artist of the year. Yeah. Foreshadowing. But, yes. Liked it. And A lot. also from Marvel, we had Captain... Surprisingly, this is my surprise book. Was the Captain America Steve Rogers. Yeah, you weren't even going to buy this book. Writer and uh, Jesus 
have a pronounce that last name Siaz. He's the main artist on it. They they flip. There's another book once they they flipped after three issues to another artist and they went back to him. But yeah, I was really shocked with this book. I was like, this is gonna be awful. I knew it was gonna be awful. The idea. Yeah, I didn't even think you were gonna pick it up. I didn't think I was either. It just on. Oh, but then there was all the hype for it. So then you you got on board with the hype machine. Got me. It was the hype machine. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. The this is a good story. Machine. The whole idea of uh, him being reprogrammed to think that he was a Hydra agent from his childhood, along with his mother, and like going back and forth. And now, currently, they're weaving the whole idea within Civil War, which made me go from really not liking Civil yeah. War to tolerating it a lot more. It's that's pretty cool because you don't see that very often. Like this is an idea that's comes from outside this main event and they still somehow manage to get it in. Yeah. It's pretty cool to have a separate idea that's ongoing in a book weaved into the story very gracefully. I would say that would be its number one. I don't know if it would be a serious contender for number one for me, if not for that, if they hadn't managed to weave it into civil war and I really like the fact that it has the balls to be like a really slow burn of a story. Like it's still pulling stuff from previous volumes of Captain America. Yeah. yeah. And then they did that um, Pleasant Hill storyline. Right. Which, which brought young Steve Rogers back. Right. And they're still pulling from that. Yeah. And you don't see that a lot in comics anymore because they don't really want you to have to go back a year to, like, stay current on the story. So I think those two things, as much as the current story itself, have made me really enjoy this book. I agree. Captain America, Captain colon, Steve, Steve Rogers. And Nick Spitzer's also writing the uh, Sam Wilson book, so those are weaving... As well, that's another yeah, one he, weaving into it. He wasn't writing that before, was like they just plopped him into that book recently. He didn't start that book, did he? I thought he did, but I could sure. be wrong. But I Do you think have that information handy? <laughs> no, I could be wrong because I'm just guessing. <laughs> you might have looked, whereas I'm just throwing that out there as a spitball. I feel we got 30 minutes to kill on this Hobie presentation. Why not? Anyway, Captain yeah. America, Steve Rogers... Now we have, so that's, so far, to summarize, Batgirl, The Vision, Captain America, Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. and then we have two image books. Two image books that we decided to What are those books? The first Bella one Fog. is Deadly Class, Rick Remender and Wes Craig. Now this, this is my surprise book, period. Yes, surprise book, period. It was in this lull, you were like... I can't believe that you got me to buy another Remender book as much as I do not like him. Yeah. I was a wiry pubic hair from dropping this book. Slim. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I almost dropped it. You couldn't even argue with me at that point. No. I I, I had no ground to stand on. No. It was just And then you... I felt like I started to come around before you, and then we both got on. We were both happy with it, and then it just kept getting better and better. And then they changed the whole roster, except for a few people, and it's still super good. Right. I'm like, I'm still in denial that 
is it was it Marcus mm-hmm. is not in the book. Marcus. The the main yeah, character. It's like this this it was like that character literally represented Remender. It was from his eyes. And he's was, dead now. And I'm like, geez. This yep. is like the, it pulled another southern bastard on me. Ballsy book. Ballsy book, and it's pretty good. It's about a kid who goes to a school to learn how to be an assassin. Right. With a bunch of other badass kids learning to be assassins. Right. And they, they're usually like kids that are from families that are like mafia or Yakuza. And he was kind of the, the black sheep. He didn't come from that type of family that were yeah. criminals. He didn't come from a criminal background. No. Very weird. It Very strange to have him not in the book right now because they spent so much time building that character. Right. And then... Phew, but impactful. Deadly Class um, is a perfect example since we're bringing it up. And so are all of these books. But in a year where comics are start, we're starting to really disappoint us on a broad level, it's fun when you actually buy that book that you're like, you can't wait to get home and read. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I, I just, I'm in love with Wes Craig's art. And just his, the way he he lays his panels and his sequence, the, it's it's not yeah. it's not yeah. o- like overcrowded, but it's mm-hmm. still it's still like gives a lot of visual information for you to easily follow everything. He he has the backgrounds. Sometimes he'll just he'll have the colors put in the background, but then he'll also have his panels where he shows where he establishes the shots of just everything, and it's just like. And yeah. I appreciate that he does it multi multi panels on a page, like rarely any splash pages where it's like you're you're decompressing the storyline to a to an annoying level. And that's not in this book, and I just I really do appreciate that fact too. Yeah. It's a good looking book. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Deadly class and our final nominee for the two thousand sixteen floppy comic book series of the year. Which we is, think we've had on the list before, and it's on our list again. Yeah, pretty sure is, it's at least been on the list, if not a winner. Right, which is Lazarus. 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 Greg Rucka writing, and Michael Lark, artist. It's. I think it went on a significant... I know it went on a pretty significant hiatus in 2016, but it's so good, you can't keep it off. Right. You just, Another book that, like, refreshingly... For lack of a better term, because my brain's not working that great, it, I reach. For, I want to read this book as soon as I get it home. It's fantastic. It's a great ongoing story. It's like there's a ton of world building in this series, but yet it's written in a way where even reading month to month, you don't lose all the knowledge that you need to follow the story. Right. You don't get confused. You don't get lost. Like what? What's a What's a a revenanar? Or you know, I'm just throwing yeah. words out here. He's the he's the the what the head honcho leader <laughs> of the the Babuli Luli land clan. Mm. What? And then you forget That's that, and the next plan, issue, and you way. gotta, <laughs> and then you gotta go to the next. Like you get the next issue, and you gotta like remember to like this. Like what was that again? And what does it mean? You know, it's like. Yeah, yeah. This some book, of that he's he's ground a lot of things to where yep. it's 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 too similar to, to to today's technology and everything, which is to me the best thing. It's like you gotta 
anchor it to where like okay i gotta somehow relate this to what i'm used to you can't just go crazy and then not expect people to get frustrated it is a skill to be able to write the way that rucka is writing this book to have this complex of a world and still be able to read the book month to month as opposed to you know picking and sure it's great if you pick it up and read it all at once but to still be able to follow it there are a lot of writers out there that just haven't figured that out yet but Lazarus nails it right it and feels it's like a pretty like a, cool it's story. like a TV episode nearly for each book that i read it has a good opening and a good closing where there's nothing that really hangs too much. Yep. And it kind of gives you the one plot, like the the hanging plot on one significant event, but it, right. there aren't all these things shooting off that you got to keep track of necessarily. Right. Maybe that's how he does it. Yeah. I don't know exactly, but it's fantastic. Yeah. So, Fog, before we um, announce the winner... Yes, just any a list without explanations but do you have any lists of books that people should check out because they are still quality books and you're enjoying them um but maybe didn't make our list this year uh well i was enjoying the dark knight three i still enjoy dark knight yeah right well yeah i'm gonna keep calling it rises dark knight rises three <laughs> the dark knight three the frank miller you know the master race master race yes I've been still enjoying that. Um, I st- it's pretty good. Uh, yep. I personally have been still enjoying Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I have, <laughs> I have no problem with that. No, I have no comment. It's right. good. Right. What about you, Julius? I would add Postal. Image book, Postal. little off the beaten path, but good. I would add Southern Bastards for sure. I we felt weird about putting too many books that one of us is reading and the other one isn't reading on here. So couldn't really go with Southern bastards, but Southern bastards is fantastic. Um, I didn't even know that was still out. I just hadn't noticed it on the shelf. It went on a little bit of a hiatus. So you haven't seen one for a few months. Ah, okay. It's on the hiatus right now. But there was enough. We talked about this when we were coming up with our list, but Afterlife with Archie is still a good read, yeah. but it's I think there was only two, Yeah, I think there was two uh two uh, like comics released in 2016, so yeah. can't really put it on there. Um surprisingly Mockingbird from Marvel was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, and then we were supposed, I don't want to, you don't want to go into too much that's way off the beaten path because it's OB that we'll lose them all. So, well, we won't lose the people listening just like, I guess, just Brigger. (laughs) But anyway, so those are our honorable mentions. Uh, if you have a drum roll queued up, you can announce, uh, I got the envelope. How about if I just open up the envelope? We don't, that's fine. All right. All right. And the winner of the 2016 Comic Book of the Year Hobie Award goes to Lazarus. Oh, I knew it. I knew it because I helped pick it. Yay. Yay, Lazarus. Yay. Yay. Well, that's us. We killed. We used up as much space as we could. I, uh. 
before I leave the stage here, let me just uh, wish you the best of luck on that Idaho end of the year award later tonight, BF. Ah, oh, you too, for Canadian. I, Thanks, buddy. I, I uh, certainly hope you win it this year. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you're rooting <laughs> for me. <laughs> I guess that's it. That's it. Have a good night. Why, thank you, Nickel and VF. That was uh, a... I kind of fell asleep during the ramblings that you guys had, so... That was like the Ishtar of floppy segments. <laughs> but Let's thank move you, guys. On. Let's move on. on. <laughs> uh, we got a big one now. This is fans pick the Britain of the year. Oh, we're letting the fans do this? Yes. Should Man, it... we're giving up way too much power here. It's just less than we have to do. Am Shouldn't I it... nominated? No. You're not. Shouldn't it be the Brit of the year, not the Britain of the year? Brit of the year. No, no, we're floppies. It's Britain. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard me talk before? We're, 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 we're voting for Great Britain. Let's see. We got nominees are Kevin from the 365 Flicks podcast. Chris from the 365 Flicks podcast. Chris, <laughs> twice in a row. It's not even a number. <laughs> Sean Bean. And Emily Blunt. But Sean died during the making of this podcast. So, <laughs> so he's been eliminated. He's been eliminated. Yet <laughs> he's still tied for second place. Yeah, he is still tied. <laughs> Here we go. With 14% of the vote, which can't really surprise me, in last place was Kevin from the 365. I'm very disappointed in our fans. I know. He does a good British. Ke- Kevin is great. And, I mean, he, he, he sired three beautiful daughters who did a uh, an ad for us. Only two of them did a promo for us. Well, two of them did, but the <laughs> other, two one, the other one's too young. Yeah. Well, I'd vote for the two little girls and none of these people. Well, I that, that's why I voted for Kev. I feel well, like it was to give uh, Scarlet and Ruby uh, a thumbs say, up. I was going to say, if Scarlet and Ruby were nominated, I think they would win this award. Oh, in a heartbeat. They probably you won. That, that's why I voted for Kev, was to give support to Scarlet so, and Ruby. You know what? Forget it. Let's just throw it out there. Scarlet and Ruby, you win the Brands of the Year. Emily Blunt comes in second. Way to be, Scarlet and Ruby. You are the floppy winners of the year, which sounds really bad. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. let's take that back. You are the Brits of the year. Let's just do that. Brits of the year. Well done, ladies. Well done. Uh, next, uh, something that's near and dear to my heart, and I won it last year by default. I know, Jason. Oh, man. You, you got to gi- present this one. I do have a giant floppy. I, I have uh, an issue with the, the, the nominees. Uh-huh. You only gave Jeff and Blake one. Mm-hmm. One, they've done much better ones throughout mm-hmm. the year. I can't think of them often, but I, but oh. when I hear them, it's like, wow, that's much better than whatever Jason can do. <laughs> I, I and yet you're pigeonholing them with just one option. I actually, well, I, I, I'll defend you on this one, Jason. Well, one, no, that's about the only one I can do. Uh, two, eight. You, oh, you've come done on. some. You've done some. Just <sighs> an aside. Okay. And it's been really good, and it, it just you know he this doesn't is, he doesn't hear you because he's so stuck on himself. So. Oh, good point. But uh, we're, we're just picking that one thing you're good at. Well, that I got a couple. One, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because all of his is the same uh, thing. It just is an all-encompassing. Same voice, different name. <laughs> I, I thought this best impression was a joke because it's not really best impression. <laughs> oh, what? What? I thought it was a sarcastic award. No. <laughs> it's the best impression by a Hobie host or guest <laughs> picked by the fans. Uh, we actually have a fifth nominee in here too. We got Jason, who uh, me, who have done everything. Alfred Gambit. <laughs> I got a playing card. Wait, God, can you do the Alfred one for us? Somebody will just want to watch the wood burn. 
Thank Sounds you. nothing like Michael Keaton. Uh, Blake, who does movie <laughs> studio executive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Torch Boy. Torch Boy. Hey, get that Torch Boy. Yeah. Jeff, who does German studio executive. Yo, I like the boy who catches fire. Let's cast him. Kev, who does uh, Kevin from 365 Flicks podcast, who does a British guy. Good day, mate. Cheerio. <laughs> Hello, Vicar. <laughs> I don't think he does that very well, though. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Very cheeky fellows. Uh, he does a very good uh, job since he's Italian. He does very good. But and I like get... to say the British cunt word. Oh, I did it wrong again. You can't say the Queen C word. And we got a fifth nominee, Scab Jeff. Impression? He tries to impersonate a writer. So good job, Jeff. Welcome to be a nominee. Come yeah. on, fans. Vote for me. I want a floppy. Unfortunately, you were a nominee after the award. Uh, let's see, so... <laughs> you were nominated there for the vote. After, with 10% of the vote in last place, as Jeff's usually at the bottom, Jeff comes in last. <sighs> then... Scab Jeff or just regular Jeff? Regular Jeff. <laughs> oh, so I'm not in last. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. In fifth place is Scab Jeff with 0%. Here we go. Uh, it's a two-way tie for second, third, I guess? Second, third. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go straight with 19% of the vote each and then we'll go straight to the number one number one 52% of the vote is Kevin from the 365 Flicks podcast when he comes here in September he'll get his floppy maybe his Yule log 19% of the vote was Jason and Blake so he's like a French guy that impersonates a British guy yes yes he does a really good job at it so so he's going to have to take his floppy through customs to get back home oh yeah Yeah. oh that's the reason to give it them (laughs) yeah yeah so there you go. Uh, the past winners in 2015 was me. 2014 was Marty Griffin from uh, he did Christopher Walken. Yes, he he's done some of our uh, mm-hmm. intros, uh, segment intros, and yeah. and Marty won two years ago, and Jason somehow won wow. last year. Wow, was that the guy who does the Jeopardy stuff? Hmm. No, <laughs> the Jeopardy stuff. The, the, the Christopher Walken, the voiceover at the beginning Plot and end of Oh, box office bombs. Oh, wow. It's... No, he's not the guy. That okay, moving on. Me. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Mark uh, Marty Griffith. Wow, it's time for plot lines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go next uh, to best zombie book uh, of the year uh, that takes place on a boat. I know, I know who's going to win this one. Come okay. on, come on, come on. I thought, wait a minute, I think this is just a category fix. This is set up for someone to win. Number one, uh, not Russians. Deck Z. Deck Z. Dicks? Yes. Dex. Number two, another nominee? They, Titanic. They, they took my idea, you know. Uh, number two was Titanic by Zombies. I think that's what it was called. And number three was uh, Scab Jeff's book. What is your book? Titanic. Damn, I forget the name of the book. <laughs> the tr- zombies, the true story of the Titanic. Disaster. Disaster. <laughs> this is a disaster. Yeah, for some reason I think this is set up. This is just a way to get uh, Jeff on the... Just to get Jeff an award, this is a... Jeff, you can't vote for this, so everyone else can. I vote for Deck Z. Deck Z? Dip Man? Uh, Russians. Okay. Uh, Gotham again. Okay. Gotham. Okay. Gotham. I'll vote for Gotham. Well, Gotham takes the win! (laughs) Gotham has now won two floppies! Okay. Moving on, we are now into the film categories. Uh, we are doing the worst comedy film of the year of 2016, picked by the fans. Okay, here we go. I don't know if I can trust these fans anymore. The nominees are Dirty Grandpa, 
Fifty Shades of Black. I'm, I'm, can I interrupt here? What yeah. the hell is Fifty Shades of the Black? The Marlon Wayans one that was take, making fun of Fifty Shades of Grey. I never even heard of this one. There's yet. a reason why it's up on the list. We talked about this. <laughs> yes, I ignored you guys. Uh, Ghostbusters. That was your segment. <laughs> you and, wrote it. Do you? <laughs> and Zoolander two. I, mean, you yeah, I was Dirty Grandpa. Was that Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro. Okay. Yes. Not, not bad, Grandpa. Okay. Okay. Zoolander two as well. Those are your four. The winner. Well, let's see here. Last place. Ten percent of the vote. Dirty Grandpa. 20% of the vote, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters should have won this. I'm disappointed in your fans. <laughs> <laughs> They're disappointed in us. <laughs> and with 40% of the vote to 30%, Zoolander 2 wins the floppy for the worst film of the year, comedy film of the year. Go. Yay, Ben Stiller. Somehow, Fifty Shades of Black came in second, and I don't even know what it was. <laughs> Just for the record, I did not clap for that. <laughs> did you see Zoolander 2? Yeah, did you clap for when Gotham no. won Best Zombie Titanic Book? Uh, I, I, did, sure. I did not, but I accept that. Because <laughs> it might have been better than my book. I pretty stand up. <laughs> you know when you're beat. But I know that Zoolander 2 was better than Ghostbusters. You actually saw both of them? I did. Oh. oh. I want to see Zoolander 2. No. Uh, Zoolander 1 was great. It was great. And you didn't see Zoolander 2? No. Nope. (laughs) I'm still trying to get through Jessica Jones. (laughs) The YouTube, porn and the Netflix (laughs) series. That's what she said. Uh, Okay, here we go. Most disappointing film of the year. It's voted on by this round table. By this round table. More like a rectangle, but... uh, We got the uh, most disappointing film. Batman v Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. Warcraft... Suicide Squad, Independence Day, colon, Resurgence. X- colon, Resurgence. <laughs> X-Men, colon, Apocalypse. Colon, Apocalypse, that's even better. And Jason Bourne, or any other film you have seen. So before we start going around, if anyone wants to throw out something off the list so we can all mull it yes. over, now would be the time to do so. Anybody. Those are all pretty bad movies. All right, we're voting on that list. Oh, wait, hold on. The Arrival... Okay, Arrival is on there. Putting the Arrival on. Please put put it on there. Okay. Thank you. Change approved. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeff, you go first. What's your pick? Trolls. Oh, Trolls is a good one, too. Jason likes Trolls. No, I didn't. I hated it. <laughs> he liked the full troll nudity. Okay, so so we got there the Arrival was. and Trolls also on the list. Okay. Uh, going through this list, I am most disappointed in one of these colons. Okay. The Dawn of Justice. Okay. Dr. Bednar, you're a doctor. What's your medical opinion on this? Well, the not col- about the colon. The, the, colon, yeah. the colon is an, an interesting um, organ. Organ. <laughs> and um, glad you're a doctor. And Did I tell you about my ass cancer scare? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. No, that's time for another. It's a second here. He wants to talk about. No, let's not. That's not not on the floppies. He's an eye doctor. In the society of doctors. He's a dentist. <laughs> We'll talk offline. Ah, <laughs> uh, colon apocalypse. I'm sorry, apocalypse? Okay. Scam Jeff. Out of those choices, I'm going to have to go arrival. Okay. Blake. <laughs> I will agree with drunken Scab Jeff. The arrival. Eight pans, Doug. Uh, I will have X Men Apocalypse. Okay, two to two. Uh oh. Dip Man? 
I'm going with out of the movies I've seen, so I'm going to say with Suicide Squad. Ooh. All right, Jason, it's up to you. You know what? Because I really hated this film. I'm going to have to go with X-Men Apocalypse. Oh. Well done, X-Men. Oh, well X-Men done. Apocalypse. I'm going to change mine to Arrival now. <laughs> <laughs> revote, revote. Oh, yeah. no, no, Apocalypse. There's no recount. Hey, wait a minute. What does the Hobie Electoral College say? <laughs> uh, Warcraft wins. <laughs> <laughs> A billion Chinamen can't be wrong! <laughs> Which was socialist? probably the worst film out of all of them in but, but, actuality. But it's most disappointed, not worse. <laughs> right, that's a good point. The most disappointing. X-Men Apocalypse. The next one for the film category. Biggest box office bomb of the year voted on by Hobie. So we're going from disappointment to bomb. Terminator Genesis won last year. So just want to let you know that. That even came out. Unfortunately, Blake saw did. that. Yes, I did. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Nominees. And this doesn't just mean money box office bomb. It also means it can sink a franchise or future films. Keep that a- in mind. Any, anything that can ruin the reputation of a movie based off of how much money it made versus how much money it spent, how good it was. All Taking that. all that into consideration. X-Men Apocalypse. Warcraft. Independence Day, colon, resurgence. Forgot about the colons. The Legend of Tarzan. Alice Through the Looking Glass, Gods of Egypt, TMN, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, colon, <laughs> Out of the Shadows, the Divergent series, colon, Allegiant. Divergent. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even realize that came out this year. I forgot all about that series. The BFG, The Big Fucking Giant. Friendly. Friendly. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Free State of Jones, Ben hyphen her, Ice Age, colon, Collision Course. Now, everybody here has the gross domestically, this is domestic, the budget, and the uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, which next year I think we'll do Metacritic. That's a little bit easier, but we'll do Rotten Tomatoes this year. So, Paul, you get to pick. What is the box office bomb of the year? I mean, I'm a finance guy, so i got to think about how much money you didn't make versus what you spent. (laughs) So, uh, Gods of Egypt would be the bomb for me. It, uh, Gods of Egypt, we'll do this quick here. Gross, $31 million, Budget, $140 million. Critic score, 16%. So, uh, that was a good one. That doesn't even get reruns on, like, TNT. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it might be bad enough to get reruns on TNT. Actually, it's on TNT tonight. <laughs> right away. Uh, Pompeii's right after it. Uh, Doug, what's your... I have to go with Paul. It was, you know, when it came out, everyone was like, why? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it has I, some controversy with the whitewashing of the Egyptians. You got to play all that into whitewashing too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, with the, yeah. the, the, the rest of the country whitewashes. <laughs> Jason whitewashes. Blake, what do you think? Arrival really, is not on here. I'm really disappointed mm-hmm. that the biggest box office bomb of the year mm-hmm. is the one that lost 1.2 billion dollars. Which one was that? Hillary Roddy <laughs> presidential <laughs> campaign. <laughs> Political podcast, uh, two doors that, down. That wasn't a box office. That was, that was a, real life. Yeah, that was a, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. ballot box. Who wins? <laughs> ballot what, box. Which one was worse? Or Jeb Bush, who lost 140 yeah. million, and he didn't, and get, he above, didn't get a nomination. He didn't get above three percent. <laughs> his, his movie didn't go to print. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary at least beat out that that old uh, uh, communist to at least get on the ballot. Oh, my <laughs> biggest box office bomb is Hillary Clinton's campaign. One point one point two billion. <laughs> 
<laughs> she gets a nominee. Yes. Uh, Scab Off off the board. Well, horses, we all had to sit and watch that. <laughs> yeah, everybody had to watch the that. The other ones we, we, we couldn't And we're still having to watch and it. And for those that think we're uh, mean, no, we would have said the same thing if Trump lost. Yeah. <laughs> was that a sequel to Throw nope, Trump, Trump Because <laughs> Trump didn't spend money. He just made the uh, newscasters cover him. That's true. So we all lose on that, too. Yeah, we lose on that. We've uh, lost on that a lot. Scab Jeff, yours. I'm going to go with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because my kid is a real big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan and he had no desire to see this movie. Wow. And it sunk the franchise. They're not doing another one. Really? Yes. I am not surprised. Did they sink you it sink or did Michael Bay sink it? No, they said that they're done Oof. for a while. Yeah. I, I have not seen Out of the Shadows, but the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on this uh, produced by Michael Bay was actually not all that bad. Did he oh. write the script? I don't know. <laughs> he must not have. You know, he, you know he wrote scripts. He did write scripts. He wrote scripts. He wrote scripts. Uh, Dr. Bednar. Did I, did I tell you I've been on an elevator with Jerry Bruckheimer? Yes, I think you have actually. Did, did you wave your three fist times today? Yeah. <laughs> did you wave your fist ever and go, Bruckheimer? There was a movie on two nights ago that I started watching. And it was a Jerry Breckheimer production. And I actually said out loud, nobody else is in the room, Breckheimer! <laughs> we used to do that anytime his, his ad or his uh, calling card appeared across the screen in a movie. Breckheimer! Breckheimer! <laughs> uh, Stupid lightning bolt on a tree. <laughs> Dr. Bednar, what's yours? Well, no, uh, it was going to be a layup for Gods of Egypt mm-hmm. because I'm a, you know, kind of a statistics kind of guy. Yeah. Like Ditman over there, but... But Blake bringing up Hillary <laughs> as a wild card here is kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's not box office, but I'm going to stay within the parameters okay, thank you. of your... This is, why you, this is why you get to be back on the show. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Ice Age Collision Course. No. Oh! No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm going with Gods of Egypt. That's a... uh, Ice Age Collision Course, that sunk a franchise too. <laughs> no, the fourth one you did. Is this the eighth one? I, don't. <laughs> I think this yeah, is the fourth one already. already. This is just them trying to tread if water. If they would just put out the, the the thing that's that's looking over, looking for the nut all the time, and they mm-hmm. just do the twenty minutes scrap. of that, if they just do, I would actually go pay. Scrap shorts should be and all right. Just it. just do shorts and, and put them in done. front of other movies. Is this the yeah. only thing that Ray Romano has left in his life right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, men of a certain age got canceled. <laughs> wow. Uh, so Jeff, I narrowed mine down to two, uh-huh. and it was between Ben Hur mm-hmm. and Rodney Gods Clinton. of Egypt. <laughs> and I honestly am going along with the consensus. I thought Gods of Egypt deserves this award. Yep. You know what? I thought Ben Hur was uh, up there because yeah. Ben Hur made twenty six million, budget of a hundred million, critic score of twenty five percent. Yeah. I am going Gods of Egypt as well. <laughs> it is a landslide. There is no reason why it shouldn't be. Awful. Hillary Clinton is close second. (laughs) (laughs) With with a near miss by Hillary Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) It's the second award she's lost. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned, there could be a third. (laughs) Wow, the temperature just dropped in this place. (laughs) Move on to the next nominee Uh, category is Best Abs of the Year, presented by Gotham Lights. Uh, El Heno, who is Blake's pod lover. And Stephanie. Hi, this is Heno. And this is Stephanie, and we're from the Gotham Lights podcast. A fan cast dedicated to the two-time floppy award-winning television show Gotham. We're honored to present to the Hobie listeners the 2016 floppy award for best abs. The nominees are... People Magazine's 2016 Sexiest Man Alive, Dwayne The Rock Johnson for Ballers. Leading hunk of the legend of Tarzan, Alexander Skarsgård. The next in line to have little Brad Pitt inside her, allegedly. 
leading lady of crazy, Margot Robbie. Future Baywatch heartthrob and star of Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, Zac Efron. And lastly, in honor of our 2016 USA Olympians, six feet of sunshine, sand volleyball badass babe, Carrie Walsh Jennings. Thank you to all of our 2016 floppy nominees of Abdominal Amazeballness for giving us all Blake boners, making Jason's panties moist and Jeff's beard of manliness erect. But before we announce the winner, please check out Gotham Lights on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever fine podcasts are offered free of charge, and find us on Twitter at Gotham Lights and Facebook. And now for the moment we've all been waiting for, the 2016 floppy for best abs goes to... Uh, So who do you think? I mean, you know... Margot Robbie had a pretty sexy belly there. Yeah, but I think there's really one that uh, shines through. Yeah, it, 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 it's true. It's Zac Efron, isn't it? No, I wasn't thinking Zac. No, you weren't thinking about Zac? I mean, they, no. did, they did have Zac's belly on the cover of the Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, you know, jacket. They actually had both their bellies, and they were kind of drawn on with, like, fake bikinis or something like that. True, but I'm thinking more of a... King of the Apes kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. You could seriously, like, chisel things on that set of abs he had. You could just gnaw on them, you know, for hours. I... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the winner shall be... Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> for the legend of Tarzan. Yeah. Angels Thank you, guys. Uh, you know what? I will agree with you, Alexander Skarsgård. Mm, that, that's who Jason was cheering for. I was. So thank you, guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, next is Best Geek Film of the Year handed out by Hobie. Uh, let's see here. Mostly a superhero film. The nominees, well, there's everything. Uh, so Again, we'll read the nominees. If you think something should be added before we vote, let us know. Suicide Squad. Batman v Superman. Colin Don Justice. Deadpool. Rogue One, colon, a Star Wars story. X-Men, colon, Apocalypse. Ghostbusters. Captain America, colon, Civil War. Star Trek Beyond. Warcraft. And Doctor Strange. How come some of these films were in the worst? How can they be nominated for the best and the worst? It was disappointing. This isn't... Yeah, it wasn't worse. It was disappointing. It's disappointing. You can be disappointed, but it'd still be great. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, you may like that. Force Awakens. Scab Jeff likes <laughs> yeah. Batman versus Superman. We don't. So you got to make it equal. If he wants to vote for no, it, he can. I guarantee you I will like not it. vote for it, but if he wants Scab to Jeff can. is the only one who likes it. <laughs> so Scab Jeff, you'll start. What's your uh, <laughs> what's your best geek or what's best geek film of the year? Unless geek? somebody wanted to throw something else out there. Anything? Nope. Okay. I would actually say Batman vs. Superman is the third best okay. out of that list. So which one's your first? I'm uh, going to have to go Star Wars Rogue One. Okay. Uh, Blake, what's yours? Uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm going to say uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Okay. <laughs> Doug? You know, <clears throat> Doctor Strange was really good. Mm-hmm. I really was. liked that. That was my second. Yeah, but I have to go with Rogue One, Star okay. Wars Story. Uh, Je- or Dipman, whatever your name is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with uh, Captain America. Ah, okay. Civil War. Uh, that was worse than shut it. Batman versus Superman. <laughs> is it as bad as a zombie on a Titanic ship disaster thing? <laughs> have you read the book? 
No, have you? Dude, cool. shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it got cold in here. Don't worry, Paul. According to the recent audience, no one has. <laughs> there are four people who have bought my book, and then you gave away one, so that's five people who have possibly read my book. Uh, I'm going Rogue One, Star Wars Story. I love Rogue One, but I'm going Deadpool. Okay. That was a close second for me. Yeah, Deadpool would have had this until last night, I saw <laughs> It's all so. Rogue One, and it is really, really good. So, so you're picking uh, if you're doing Entertainment Weekly, Sharknado. Sharknado. Okay, good. Uh, so, Rogue One Star Wars Story wins Best Geek Film of the Year. Congratulations! I haven't even seen it yet, but I know it's going to be best. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now let's get over to uh, the Idahoan Podcast of the Year uh, for Idahoan. The, uh, Green Up for Best Video Game of the Year 2016. Hi everyone, this is VF and Coach Beagley from the all-new, all-different Green Up Gaming Podcast, and we are here today to present the History of Bad Ideas 2016 Video Game of the Year Floppy Award. Well, thank you, VF, and a big thanks to Hobie Boys over there for asking us to do this. So, VF, do you have the list of nominees? I sure do. I've got it right here in the sealed envelope i'm gonna kind of open up this one real quick to get the list of nominees this is some super secret shit here so no sharing with anybody here all right and the nominees for the 2016 floppy award game of the year first up we have no man's sky from hello games Ooh, no man's sky have you played no man's sky i haven't i've heard good things about it though and bad things too no that's true <laughs> <laughs> very, very bad things. This is like a game that people had put up on this huge pedestal of going to be the greatest game ever released. And Hello Games put it out there and people were so pissed off. Now, yeah. I played it personally. I have a copy for my PlayStation 4 and I actually loved it. It's like oh. it's, it's really calm, surreal type game. You're moving planet to planet, not really doing too much because they what they did is they like they released like a base game. Like they had all these things they want to do in which they're adding into the game now. They have a foundation pack that they just released, 1.1, which adds like like base building and freighters that you can buy now and stuff. So it's it's getting better. So Hello well, Games, good. I think they got a good game going on there. So it's good to see them on this list. All right. Next on the list, we have Battlefield 1 from EA Dice, published by Electronic Arts. That Man, has you, to be you, on the you, list. Yes. You play this one? Of course. I own it. You own it. Yeah. Of course you do. You own Battlefields and Call of Duties. Those are the games you love. <laughs> yes. Do you like this one? I do. I, I guess I do. This, one, this one's like in a history, like they went back yeah. or something. Yeah, they broke the mold. They went back to World War One. No more of this futuristic stuff. They took a step back, uh, went back to basics. It's a lot better. The only issue I have is the party system and the loading and unloading of maps takes forever. Mm. And, and, and other than that, the game's beautiful. Oh, that doesn't sound like EA dies. <clears throat> they seem to put out good games. I'm surprised that they got they some do. issues. Yeah, I don't know what there. happened with that. I don't know, man. I guess when you're pumping out games like every year or every other year, you know, you some, just got to yeah, yeah. kind of skip some little things here and there, hopefully fix them up in there. All right, let's move on down the list. Next, we have Gears of War, developed by the Coalition and published by Microsoft Studios exclusively for the xbox one now this is a game that actually got me to purchase the xbox one console finally i know i'm hoping this game's this game wins only for that fact vf 
It should. It definitely it should, should. Yeah. Just on that alone, to get a PlayStation man back over to a good old Xbox. Now, this was actually a really fun game. I went all the way through the KM campaign. I played some of the multiplayer with uh, X Green Up Gaming co-host Clint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And we had some fun, you know, he was, I, I think he might have been a little angry that I'm now taking over as co-host of the Green Up Gaming podcast, but you know, we, I, I, I took the high road on this occasion. Well, he's think, on so many other shows, VF, I think he'll be okay. You know what? That's exactly what I told him too. It's like, Clint, you got so many episodes, not episodes, shows that you were on. Are you really going to miss this one? And he's kept saying, yes, 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 I am. I'm a selfish man. And it's like, I'm not going to deny that, Clint, but you need to be a better man in this case. And yep, he needs to put the big boy pants on. <laughs> exactly. But Gears of War is fun. Um, I liked the direction that they took with the story. You know, it's like they they wrapped up Gears of War, Gears of War with the first three, and this is sort of like, you know, a new generation. And I was, gl- I was really glad that they bar- brought back Marcus Phoenix in this. And he's like an old, oh, of course, old yeah. man in yeah. this. That was just really great. And, um, you know, um, why haven't you bought it yet? Uh, I'm not a Gears guy. I did the beta. I did the beta for this one and the one for Gears of 3, and it's just not my game. I just can't get into it, Ah, unfortunately. Now, Jeremy of Green Up Gaming, who uh, currently is on, uh, I forget how he puts it, but he's out on duty right now on a ship. So he's a huge Gears fan. Loves the game. Uh, Seaman. Chief Seaman. Get the rank right. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on here. Next up, we have Overwatch from Blizzard Entertainment. This is a game that kind of came out of nowhere for yeah. uh, Blizzard Entertainment. They kind of st- like to stick to their staple of, um, you know, intellectual properties with uh, StarCraft and Diablo and the Warcraft series. So this was a pretty big departure for, you know... The uh, kind of games that they released, and it's actually really good because you know you, you got to evolve and you know change in this this world of video games and and these kids and today and these games that they love to play they're just crazy and esports. So uh, this is really interesting. I've honestly never played Overwatch. I have not either, but I have heard amazing things about it, and I keep missing the free weekends that they do, and I keep kicking myself for that. We need to do that, BF. No, we need to. Yes, we do. Yeah. And last but not least on our list, we have Dark Souls 3, developed by From Software and published by Bandai Bandai Namco Entertainment. Man, fucking Dark Souls. (laughs) I've never played it. I know nothing about it, but (laughs) I've seen some videos. uh, I actually own the first Dark Souls, and and I do I own the second Dark Souls? Maybe I do, but honestly, I have I have not played the Dark Souls series games. I played Demon Souls. Okay, is there a difference? The, this, that was Demon Souls was like the first, very first game that they had made, sort of within this sort of like we're gonna kick your ass genre, and you're gonna like it. Okay, that they released on the PlayStation Three, and the Dark Souls series is sort of the spiritual successor to those oh, to that game. Oh, gotcha. So I haven't played these. I've played. A, another sort of uh, offshoot of this sort of genre, which is called Bloodborne for the PlayStation okay. 4. Yeah, yeah. It's, from what people say, it's slightly easier, but almost the same in difficulty as the Dark Souls series games. 
So I'm like, good, you know, my old man, you know, slow reflexes, you know, I can't keep up with these Dark Soul games, you know, and <laughs> so I think I'll just check out the Bloodborne route, in which I did, and I loved Bloodborne. That was just, that was like, a, whoa, that was a yeah. great game. The atmosphere in it was fantastic and everything, but Dark Souls is pretty much, from what I've seen, I watch people on Twitch play it, and, um, you know, and there's other little videos online, and I'm like, it looks really cool, but... I know I would get a headache from being so angry at this game mm-hmm. as yeah. I played it. So, well, that's thanks, it. Via. That's, yeah, that was awesome. No yeah, twenty sixteen, great year for video games, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was good year. But you know, I gotta be honest, buddy. Uh huh. I'm slightly disappointed that no Call of Duty title made it to this list. I don't know who sent us this list in, but damn it. Uh, well, you know, I'm sure they're just tired of winning every year okay the Call of Duty wow. series so wow. Wow. you got to step aside and let some of the kids you know <laughs> the kids <laughs> get, get some of the glory here with games and everything so uh speaking of that any games that you absolutely loved from this <sighs> last year 2016 um well you know i'm disappointed that a new barbie and her sister's puppy rescue wasn't <laughs> the- released in 2016 <laughs> The PS3 version, that solid gold entertainment right there, and to still be denied a sequel to Barbie and Her Sister's Puppy Rescue is a travesty. Okay. To those Barbie fans of us out there. But uh, if I had to choose a second game, I would have to go with Titanfall 2. Okay. All right. (laughs) That was actually a very entertaining game. I played the single player, haven't really messed with the multiplayer yet, but that single player is a very tight, very entertaining. Oh, well, that's good. Camp. Yeah. That's good because the first one was garbage. It was hot garbage. Really? It was, was bad. It just, was it, just, it was just strictly multiplayer, though. Yeah, right? but I, the story I, the story they tried to tell was just horrible. It was horrible. Ugh. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I kind of wish I would have picked that up over Black Friday. Yeah, but, actually, I think it might still be on set. Oh, all right. Because actually, because that's how I got it. I got it for like 30, 30 yeah. bucks or something like yeah. that. Dirt like, cheap. Yeah, I think I'll get that. Sure. <laughs> There's like a, like this flood of games that came in in like October and November to where I couldn't. I wanted to get that. I wanted to get uh, uh, Dishonored 2, you know. I think we're getting off track here. Let's yeah, we are. Yeah, track come on, we got yeah, an come award on. going on here. We're not doing a podcast oh, here. Oh, goodness. We're doing an award. Yeah, here. the last thing we need to do is piss Burger off and make this a graphic novice episode. <laughs> That wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Well, I don't think it would be bad, but he, he you know, he gets angry. Yeah. He does. He, so, do you have the envelope over there? Because it never came to my house. Uh, let me see. Did it come over? Okay. Yes. Here it is. Oh, thank God. Right here, the winning golden ticket award. Let's get this thing open. Right. And the winner of the 2016 Hobie Floppy Award video games goes to Pokemon Go. Wait, what? Pokemon Go is the winner. VF, where did that envelope come from? What? This envelope come from? What? what? Canada? Alberta? Edmonton? Uh, what is this? That makes perfect sense now. Damn your eyes! Oh, thanks, VF. <laughs> thank you, Ryan. Yes, and to our friends over at History of Bad Ideas Podcast, thank you very much for uh, asking us to do this. We had a great time. Sure did. See you guys. Peace out. On, and I'm in. 
and we are from the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. Hey, Ian. Did you know our friends at the History of Bad Idea Podcast, and I use that term loosely with them, um, they do a year-end special. Like Strip Club Lucy? Yeah, Strip Club Loosely. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to go there. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our friends at the History of Bad Idea Podcast, they do a year-end show where they give out the floppy awards. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like floppy disk? I I would I would assuming it's like a floppy disk or a floppy dick. I it I'm thinking knowing those three guys, it, it's probably they're probably flaccid. Yes. Oh, flaccid. Yes. Okay. It, it it's flopping around as they say. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. But they've asked us for some ungodly reason, as we bring their show to an all new low, <laughs> um, to give out the sports story of the year award. Oh. Yes. Are there sports in Cincinnati? I was shocked to find out that apparently, yes, there are. Oh, I see. Yes. Well, one can always try. They can try. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like the bad news bears, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. So anyway, here are the nominees for Sports Story of the Year. Mm. The Cubs beat the Indians to win the World Series, mm. ending over 100 years of futility. Okay. Okay. Shocking, it takes them beating a team from Ohio to get over the hump. Wow. A loss again. Yeah. Hmm. The Cleveland Cavaliers Hmm. win the NBA title, giving Cleveland its first title since... Fuck, who knows? I think Eisenhower was off. And it's the NBA. Who really gives a fuck? Right. Your Pittsburgh Penguins winning the Stanley Cup oh, yeah. for the fourth time in Be- team history. Beautiful thing. It was amazing. I, I, you know, I haven't cried that much, well, since the last time the Penguins won the Stanley Cup. Correct. Tom Brady, you know, he uh, suspended for four <laughs> games for the Flake Gate. Sits out four games. Right. Um. You know, I'm not shocked. I'm glad justice was done. Right. I'm, I felt really bad for the guy. I mean, he went on vacation with his hot wife, took in a Michigan game, had relations with his hot wife. You know, <laughs> fucking bastard. I mean, he really served the suspension, let me tell you. And lastly, Cincinnati Bengals linebacker Vontez Perfect tries to commit homicide in the middle of a, of a playoff game when he, you know, ganks, and I use the word gank appropriately, I think, Antonio Brown in the middle of the field. Ganks. I mean, that was just awful. Just just awful what we saw there. So that, there are, are five choices. Um I'm handed the envelope by our, our lovely assistant, who does not exist. <laughs> and the winner is the Cubs winning the World Series. Mm. Congratulations to the Chicago Cubs. You still fucking suck. Thanks, guys. Uh, both Green Up and Pittsburgh Nerd, even though the Cubs are awful. Steelers uh, suck. So. Uh, 
Just saying. Sorry. Uh, personally, two of the panel uh, thought the Cavs should have won. But, and one of them, Blake, actually has a Cavs, jersey, uh, Cavs shirt on. I'm wearing the shirt, baby. Woo! He was cheering. He, he, was, really? in, he was in the wings going, Come The on. Cavaliers beat the most historically greatest <laughs> regular season team in the history of the NBA. That's in right. A three down, three to one deficit. So you're saying. And you're going to give it to the Cubs, who beat an inferior, significantly inferior Cleveland Indians team. You're, nope, done. You're dissing the done. Indians? Yeah. Wow. They were, they were inferior, and they should have lost the fucking series. Well, they, 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 they had the best pitcher in the entire World Series, though. In the entire playoffs. Yeah, but you can't Corey pitch Blue them every other day. Wait, Christ's sake. Their, arm, their arms yeah, were rubber by the end of the time that but... Game 7 came around. Oh, he's still on your team. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll go Kluber. And next is Neil and Annalise from Dark Angels and Prefeet. They are uh, nominating and awarding the best uh, glistening dude of the year. Oh yeah, the 42nd Annual Floppy Awards. This is Neil from Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. I am very sorry I am flying solo tonight. The better half of Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks and my lovely wife, Annalise, cannot be here because of the weather and she is stuck at my parents' house about 30 miles away. But we wanted to get this in because we are procrastinators and waited to the last moment. So let's get into it, people. Well, first of all, Congratulations to Hobie, the History of Bad Ideas podcast, for their success and for their doing this for 49 years in a row. I am very impressed, very happy, and very honored to be part of it, as is Annalise, although she's not a part of it because she's not here. But we'll think she is a part of it because she is the main part of Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks, of which I will say the title of our podcast as many times as I can. So we are here to present the Glistening Person of the Year Award and... Our nominations are Mariah Carey for what Annalise says has a new makeup line coming out, and she's very excited about it. So you go, Mariah Carey. We also have John Bon Jovi. We got to not nominate him all the time because he just purely glistens and he's awesome. We are also nominating Tom Cavanaugh. He's in Flash, and as we enjoy, he's been in very, very many Hallmark uh, Channel Christmas movies. We like those. So we're going to also nominate the Hallmark Channel Christmas movie Countdown to Christmas extravaganza they have every year because it is epic. And I do watch those. We want to nominate Matt from The Reasons Are Several podcast for being smart enough to pick me, Neil, as his co-host, permanent, when reasons are several. I think this shows an immense amount of intelligence on his part, as well as a true devotion and love to and for me. So we nominate Matt. And without any further ado, the winner of the 2016, right? We're doing 2000, it's not 2017, whatever. The winner of the 49th annual Glistening Person of the year floppy award goes to oh look at this we're throwing you another curveball it's actually going to go to jen which is nickel's fiance for agreeing to marry nickel so jen congratulations you glisten like no other good luck and we love you both so with that gentlemen guests fans 
of the history of pod, uh, hitter history of podcast. There's the there's your new name, the history of podcast ideas podcast. My God, the history of bad ideas podcast. We thank you for letting us be part of it. By all means, Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks is more than proud and humbled to be able to help you. Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks feels that Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks should help out History of Bad Ideas as often as Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks can. And we just feel that it that it's part of the friendship, it, it's part of the camaraderie, and it's part of our love for you. So let's all get naked and celebrate Jen. Have at it. See ya. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X proudly brings to you your 2016 Floppy Award host for the best wrestler in the world, the Pissy X Video Store Clerk, Kev, the Scottish Whedon Whore, Chris, the, the 365 Flicks Podcast, and of course, if you're not done with that, we've got two words for you. Suck it! That's right, Hobby listeners. It's time for the award that every wrestler wants to keep in mind when he's rolling about with another guy in the ring. The Floppy! And your 2016 finalists are... The Miz! (laughs) Kevin Owens! (laughs) Chris Jericho! (laughs) Grado! (laughs) And Charlotte Flair! And the winner of the 2016 Floppy Award for Best Wrestler is... Enough. Enough. (laughs) Chris Jericho! With all due respect, Chris Jericho is suffering from from anal bleeding. Yeah! You boys think you ain't gonna give me my floppy? I'm gonna come up in here and I'm gonna take my floppy! That's right! Chris Jericho thought he could come down here, take this floppy for the best wrestler of 2016, when I've just done a seven-week stint on another damn wrestling show, after me and Chris kick their candy asses! Here, Chris, hold my floppy. I don't want your floppy. It's not floppy now. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is true. Chris Jericho has had a good year. But to win the 2016 floppy, try and take that from me. So I'm going to put that floppy down because it ain't floppy no more. And concentrate on the 
wrestler floppy award because that goddamn son bitch belongs to us. It's ours! So I'm going to take that floppy home in hand and I'm going to put it on my mantelpiece. Damn! Thank you, Hobie. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Keep doing what you're doing. And we'll see you in September. They do good stuff over there. Well, there's a limit. Well, to keep this an ab fab, I'm putting Jason through a fucking table. We are definitely putting Jason through a table when we go over. Yeah. My throat's fucked. Your throat is fucked. Yeah. Your floppy award is broken, Kev. (laughs) Tatty bye. It's not floppy anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. No. We want to thank Neil and Annalise, even though it was circumstances kept Annalise from participating. Well, in Annalise's defense, the weather in California and Napa Valley was 40, and she was too cold to go outside. Oh, I understand it's that. It's 40 degrees! <laughs> I gotta wear a jacket! You and Worsley, get over it. Yeah, well, apparently Neil was enjoying his alcoholic beverages while she was away, so... Yes. Let's move on. Let's do the best bribe of the year. This is a big right. floppy. Oh, yes. The best bribe John. of the year. It, it's almost one of the most important event, uh, awards of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's the ones where we get richer from. Yes. So we, we've, got, uh, we've got a long list. Okay. People who have sent us bribes. Who's, who we got? We got uh, Big Dev, the Psy Guy. <sighs> we got Craig Julius Nickel. Mm-hmm. And this great hat I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Is that Orange Julius or Craig Julius? It's Craig Julius. They weren't far enough by Dairy Queen yet. Copy. Uh, the 365 Flicks and their European Pez. Mm. Number no one fan fructose. dog, even though hummus was included. We got Dr. Bednar and his giant Darth Vader Pez head. Mm-hmm. That's not what that was. <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> then I'm enjoying something mm-hmm. completely different. I'm sorry. Uh, we, we, we've got uh, the Dip Man. Dip Man. Although, he brought us, what, sweet potatoes? Was that? He did bring sweet potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> they were liked by everybody else that eat sweet potatoes. And a collectible <laughs> gift tin of Pez. Oh, yes, yes. The Death Star Pez. And I think Scab Jeff should be up there for just coming here drunk and having a good time. Scam, That's a prize. Scam Jeff gave us pillowcase. Pillow oh yeah, the Nicholas Cage pillowcase too. and yeah. poster. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, you think that's going to win you? And the book to give out as a prize. That's true. That's true. And, and, and the, and the, but that book movie. is the best thing that he gave us. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll put him on the list. We'll put him on the list. <laughs> Amazon reviews will disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's because they're not resu- uh, renu- uh, reviewing this pillowcase. That's right. There's only been, uh, for your information, there's only been one review, and it's five stars. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you wrote that down. Oh. <laughs> okay, so. Where do we want to start? Well, Jeff, you go. Uh, I think it's only down to the three super delegates because they can't vote against with themselves. Oh, see, they're all nominated, so yeah. they can't vote. So it's me, you, and Blake. All right. Who wins the floppy for the best bribe of the year? Man, I really, really am, am impressed with what Nicholas sent us. I'm wearing the hat, but unfortunately, I'm looking at a nickel hockey card. So I got to go with. 
20 pounds of Pez, Big Dev the Psy Guy. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm going to go with um, somebody that spends way too much money on us each time. And uh, I'm going to ha- have to go with what? Doug, A-Pants, because he brings a gift every time. He brings a gift every time. Did you mention Heno's uh, Remy LaCroix? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We didn't mention Heno. Never mind. I'm changing. Heno. Heno. Heno wins. Heno, my vote. Wait, wait. Let, let, let me write Heno in here. Okay. Heno. Uh, Blake, what's your win? Who's winning? That is a very, 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 very... Difficult list to choose from. It is. It is. It's very, very, very difficult. Very, very, very difficult. I'm not sure if I feel comfortable with all the pressure and the stares <laughs> I'm getting at from the table right now. Ignore them. None of them deserve to win. But I'm going to say you have a business partner here. I don't have a winner in this category. We all win because <laughs> we all win. I only have one loser, mm-hmm. and that's uh, Scabjack. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with your vote. There you go. Well done. Hey, well done. I don't know what that means. No, I think I got a, I think I got a floppy for me. No, I think loser. you're the only one that didn't get a floppy. <laughs> no, I think everybody gets a floppy did, except you. Did they just tie <laughs> Dev Nickel, 365 Flicks, Doug, Dr. Bednar, Paul, yeah. and Benno tied? Is that what you guys are telling me? Yeah. I'd like to thank my producers and Scab Jeff for being alive. <laughs> well done. Well done. Dip man, you have anything to say? I'd like to thank Target for being open this morning so that I could pick up said items. I, I'd like to thank Jay, these guys for taking all the junk out of my house that I'm trying to throw Good away. Good call. <laughs> uh, Jeff, would you like to scab Jeff? Oh, no, never mind. No, uh, wait, uh, I'd, I'd, li- I'd like to thank everyone no. else at the table for letting me finally see what the floppy looks like. <laughs> I'm very impressed, and I'm looking forward to next year when I'm going to try harder. <laughs> it's bigger and better wait, every there's year. There's still best guests left. No. Uh, (laughs) Let's wrap this sucker up with the biggest award ever, the Canadian of the Year. What, there's no best guest this year? No. Uh, Just like Worsley forgot his jacket, I did forget one. I forgot the Lifetime Achievement Worsley Award this year. Yes, the the hashtag Team Worsley Lifetime Achievement Award. Hashtag Team Worsley. Doug got us the official t-shirt for Team Worsley this year. Very nice shirt. Very nice shirt. Uh, so this is given out to the dumbass of the year uh, and the guy that just didn't use common sense. And the Lifetime Achievement Award, the first year, has to go to the one that's named after, Mr. Worsley, for trying to go through Antarctica without a jacket. Well done. Well done. Unaided. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get you a floppy. Scab Jeff, he said, dumbass, I thought you had a shot. (laughs) (laughs) You even lost that. (laughs) To a guy that didn't wear a jacket. In Antarctica. (laughs) (laughs) I give up. (laughs) Well done, Team Worsley. Team Worsley. Uh, Worsley's uh, family, we're still waiting to hear from you. Uh, We will be sending you a floppy this year. (laughs) We're waiting for season We don't want the subpoena. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're a true hero. Antarctica. Jacket. Okay. Wow. Just when I thought we got past it. <laughs> you see that dead horse? No way. Finally, the one that is the greatest of the year. The best floppy of the year. The biggest, the meatiest, the thickest, the hairiest. It's the Canadian of the Year Award. Uh, such great winners of the past two years. In 14 was Nickel from Graphic Novice. Then he slipped a little bit. He only sent us to Jersey. Uh, and lost in 2015. He tied with El Hino. He didn't lose. He tied. Co-won. 
Yeah, I feel like it was actually Al Henna's award, though. So this year's <laughs> award winner uh, nominees are Nickel from the Graphic Novice, Dev, the Gentle Giant from Snake Oil. He's also the Psy Guy. The Pop Culture Podcast. The whole podcast, just one. And they're from Canada. Yeah. Well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to repeat El Heno from Idaho. So the big apparently, one. This year. Apparently, Michigan and Idaho are close enough to be considered. Yes, they are. Canadian yes, they are. Year. So everybody gets a pick they're, this they're year. They're north. <laughs> <laughs> they're of our north. location. It's all north. So, uh, let's see. This is a big one, guys. Well, we, we do have the poll that we put out to the listeners. Yes. They, they, they get a say in this. They get one vote. They get one vote. Uh, Nickel from the Graphic Novice uh, got one with 39% of the vote from the fans. How many times did he vote, though, in that? Uh, you only can vote once, unless he kept on fake Twitters. Unless he's got multiple Twitter accounts. Yes. I wonder if Doc voted. Anyways, uh, 29% was Heno and Dev. They both tied. And 3% was Pop Culture Cafe, uh, Podcast. Very upset. <sighs> Can't believe they don't have the support behind them. Pop Culture Cafe. Sorry. Yeah. What about uh, Drinking in the Park? Aren't they Canadian? Yeah, they were. Uh, they didn't get past a qualifying round. Yeah. Because they were drunk? Yes. They passed out before they got <laughs> they, to the they vote. They actually forgot to submit their application. Pop Culture Cafe? Yeah. I want to see their voiceover ladies. <laughs> are we sounds sexy are we allowed to nominate other canadians no this is it oh. this is it I, I've, I've got one too yeah I, tough I don't you know either. if you want to throw someone else out there you can throw away your vote yes <laughs> vote <laughs> third party if you must yeah, I'll, I'll vote fourth I'm party i'm totally voting gary johnson <laughs> <laughs> okay dip man who's your vote ted cruz was born in canada posthumously i'd like to award it to alan thick yes Oh, Alan Thicke. Oh, how can you? How can oh. you? You cannot vote for a guy who must win awards. <laughs> uh, Doug, a pants. Well, you know, since this might be his last chance to, to mm. win it because he won't be around for a podcast next year, I'm going to have to go with Nickel from. Grand okay, Rangers. Nickel, Nickel. It's a big one. Blake, who are you going with? It's a tough one. Don't yeah, forget, you have a pod is... lover. <laughs> <laughs> this is really tough. This is really this is this category, mm-hmm. you know, almost as tough as the bribe of the year. Yes, yes. You know, so I'm actually going to have to go with a tie this time. Around. Okay. Mostly because I don't want to deal with this per this person mm-hmm. live because mm-hmm. I'm fear I'm fearful of what they'll do to me <laughs> when they see me <laughs> because he's a big motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to have to vote Dev. Oh, that's a shocker. That's an upset. That's like Hillary not winning the president. And he's from Michigan. It was kind of, it's, like, it's like Canada. It's like Canada Light. It's like Canada Light. Canada Light. Uh, Scab Jeff. Well, I just got uh, uh, NHL 17 <laughs> okay. or, or something. And my, I was playing against my kid, and he had the the Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. And I, I like pick, your kid already. I, I picked the Montreal Canadiens, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna vote for myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's still trying to get one. Hey. Still trying to get. Well, you're tied for second right now. <laughs> Doctor Bendar. I, I think I'm, they're all. Oh I'm, yeah. They're, they're. I'm going with the posthumous uh, Alan Thick. Alan Thick right is in. tied with Nickel now. 
<laughs> you know, I thought this was a clear-cut choice. Show me choice. that smile again. Show me that smile. <laughs> Don't waste another the minute on your crying. crying. We're <laughs> almost near the end. The best is ready to begin. Uh, I thought this was clear-cut, but then the dit man had to throw out the Allen thing. Oh, God. He did write How the theme of Facts of Life your well. did. The facts alive. Oh, he wrote different alive. strokes too. I'm. Oh, I'm only voting this way because Alan Thick never sent me a bribe, but I'm voting for Nickel. Ah, oh, we're disappointed. It's not over yet. There's still one more. <laughs> this is a tough call. It's a tough call. You can't vote Worsley. He was British. Uh, <laughs> no, he's dead. <laughs> you can vote me for a three-way tie. <laughs> no, you would still come in second. Uh, yeah, right now we got three for nickel. You're just taking votes away from Alan Thick. <laughs> three for nickel, two for Alan Thick, one for Dev because of scare, <laughs> fear, fear. Sorry, you can't why return people, this out of spite. That's why people vote and for one Trump. for Scam Jeff. <laughs> well. I don't know what to do because Nickel is a great, great man and he's bribed us a lot. Um, but the song that you guys all sang is really a classic. So uh, for the second year in a row, we're going to have to have a tie for between Nickel and Alan Thick. Well done, guys. The good news is you could probably pry the floppy from his cold, dead hand. So that's a positive. Oh, you just ruined the entire show. Somewhere up there, Worsley and Alan Thicke are like... Are you talking from this? That's going to have to be the title. Cold, dead hand. Alan Thicke's cold, dead hand. I think it will be 2016 floppy. How is that that better than Alan Thicke's cold, dead hand? It's not better, but we don't want to give anything away. <laughs> Nickel, you may have bribed How us. How many with... people will listen to Alan Thicke's cold dead hand before, uh, as opposed to 2016? Maybe his family. I don't know. It's a trip. I don't know. We have people having floppy listening parties. Yes. Not Alan Thicke's cold dead hands listening parties. That is true. We do have a floppy listening party. The floppies uh, is the only episode of the year I actually listened to. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> So if we didn't name it floppies, you wouldn't know which by, one to listen by to. By himself with a bottle of whiskey in the corner, <laughs> drowning in his own depression that he was once again <laughs> left off. He's probably masturbating, too. But I'm listening for the guest <laughs> of the year. I'm nominated. I'm nominated. <laughs> so, uh, again, Nickel, you gave us great uh, products, uh, great bribes. Uh, Alan Thicke, I'm sorry, he gave us music. And Leonardo DiCaprio. So, uh, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> you didn't lose. You just tied with Alan Thick. Pretty sure uh, three-time did. winner. Yeah, he's a three-time winner. Three-time co-winner. Yeah, well, two-time, two-time co-winner. co-winner. He did win it outright. So you're kind of saying... Nickel, when there was no competition. Nickel did peak in 2014. He's peaked. Yep. Uh, congratulations, though. And uh, bad idea of the week. Is, or uh, of the year. Of the year. Number... This doesn't qualify as a floppy, though, right? Oh, no, 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 winning no. a floppy. And it's so low, it doesn't even matter. 1,005. All right. 1,005. Right. Uh, Scab Jeff thinking he's winning a floppy this year. So, <laughs> Oh, that's such a bad idea. I hate you all. <laughs> Good. I appreciate See it. See you next season, then. <laughs> Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. From walking dead to talking heads, from comic books to TV sets, there's a history. Not so bad, there's a history. It's the history of bad, so bad, the history of bad, it's bad.
Bobby for best guest of the year goes. Hey, to- hey wait, Jeff, what are you doing? Nothing. No, no, you, you can't give yourself a floppy. 